Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, he scored 26 points. 
10 boards, 5 assists. Yay, they're on 11-22 shooting, one, including one for six from three-point land. But it was just something about him that just didn't look right. I mean, you look at his supporting cast. I mean, he outscored his fellow starters, his fellow starting five. You know what I'm saying? He's, mm-hmm. he, he actually outscored them by, like, a few points. And, you know, Kevin Love with just 14. I mean, he's, he's, he's not playing well. He's not playing particularly well in this series for the most part, and I don't need to go into the others. Uh, it's just that putrid. But, I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, they, they, you know, they didn't win by 16 and won by 13, my bad. But at any rate, it just doesn't, the Cleveland just didn't look good, man. I mean, I, I don't know what it is about Cleveland on the, on, in this series. I really don't know what it's up about Boston in this series. But it seems to me that, it's going to be very difficult for Cleveland to win this series because Boston's unbeatable at home. They have yet to lose at home in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, again, is, they're playing right into Boston's hands. Boston's a very it's an awesome defensive team, the best defensive mm-hmm. team in the league, by the way, going like, like by, by far and away. And do you have any – Do you, is there any hope for Cleveland? Sure, I know – again, I know the series is not over technically – but it's just not looking. It's not looking good for LeBron and the Cavs right now. It just isn't. It's not. But the funny thing is this, right? I thought it. I started laughing to myself when you said this, right? For a uh-huh. dude that's averaging about thirty points per game in this series, probably somewhere between six and eight rebounds a game, and maybe the same with a six with assists, that he's not playing well. Yeah. And I kind of giggled to myself when you said that. It's because of what we expect out of him. And, right. and I don't know if I necessarily want to say it just yet. Maybe he's starting to hit that wall. Maybe he's starting to hit that decline. You know, of course, yeah. we already know his history of playing a ton of minutes. You know, his willingness to sit out games in the regular season. All of that right. I get. And plus, once again, your favorite quote, Father Time is undefeated. He is 33, bro. You yep. know what I'm saying? And, and – it's it's starting to get to that time. I understand that he can still play at an above average weight probably for the next four years. I, right. I give him four years easily, right? But it's mm-hmm. the time that we're starting to see a consistent output that we used to see out of LeBron the way we saw maybe even two years ago against that 73-9 and Golden State Warriors team, we might not get that LeBron anymore. This might be it. You know, it's going to be a point where, you know, do do I think that this this Cavaliers team will win this series? No, I I, I never did. I always thought that this series would go at least six. Can they win it? Yeah. And and the reason why I still say that they can is because, you know, they're going to consistently get that output out of LeBron. The thing is, everyone else, like I've been saying, over and over again, year in, year out, he's going to have to get consistent play out of the other guys on his team. Like you said, he almost outscored the rest of the starters in game five. He missed up by like a point or so. You can't have yeah. that. Isn't that crazy? You know, it's, it's insane. And, and, and he only scored 26. You know, so... Yeah. You know, he, he, he needs help. I don't care how good anybody is. I understand we have this. We've had been having this debate for seven years now. How great is LeBron? Is he better than, than Jordan or whatever? I don't care how great he is. I don't care how great any player is by themselves. I don't care what this misconception okay. is. They can never do, especially not in a, in a, in a seven-game playoff series. You might be able to get over once, maybe even twice. But, dude, you're not winning four games by yourself. And the thing that we saw in the, in the last series, like I pointed it out, the first time so far in this playoffs, or the only time, actually, that another player not named LeBron for the Cavs has averaged over 20 points in a series was Kevin Love in that Indiana series. No one right. else has scored over 20 in this series other than Kevin Love once in five games. They can't win games like this 
not against a team as balanced as the Boston Celtics that has five guys averaging over 10 points per game, and you have Marcus Smart averaging basically 9.6 himself. You might as well say that's 10 right there. So when you got six guys putting up 10 points per, and you're the only dude putting up over 20, the math yeah. ain't in your favor, bro. It ain't. Exactly. And, and, you know, you know, and the thing is, is that, and this is where guys like Skip Bayless is very disingenuous, and probably knowingly so. They, they they crack LeBron for not whining about not having enough help. Dude doesn't have enough help. He really does not have yeah. enough. If you look at the great players, they play with other great players on championship teams. Magic sure. had Kareem and James Worthy. Jordan yeah. had Pippen and Dennis Rodman at his rebounding peak. And Tony mm-hmm. Kukos was, was a great player. He yeah. had those guys. You know, and, 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 you know, I could go on and on and on. Like uh, – like uh, like uh, Hakeem Olajuwon had those deadly snipers from three point land had 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 you know had had uh, Maxwell Mad Max Kenny Smith exactly Big Shot Bob he had all those guys all the mm-hmm. stuff like getting the boards Dr yeah. J had Moses Malone on the on that team you know it's mm-hmm. it, it, it you know and last but not least Larry Bird. And had him perhaps was the greatest front court in all of in in, in all of, in 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 in, in, uh, in uh, NBA history. I got out one of these days. Um, <laughs> he had Mikael, and he had Robert, Robert Parrish. Yeah, the Chief. I mean, you gotta have help if you gotta win the NBA. You must have help. That's just that's just that it it's. It, it, I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, yeah. you gotta have help and probably great coaching too. Yeah. I mean, he can't do this alone. He can't, he can't. do this alone. But, and the, the, you know, and you know, and, and, and uh, one more thing before I throw a, I throw it back to you, man. I had the audacity mm-hmm. to pick Cleveland in six before the start of the series. <laughs> I, I and, and I was gonna go gentleman sweep. I didn't think Boston would be like this. I didn't think Cleveland fall like a cheap tent in the end. It's it's, I man. It, it, it doesn't look it clear, like Cavaliers fans. You better embrace the last one or two games that you're going to see of this cat, LeBron, because you're not going to get to see this again. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to probably going to be long gone. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, but but yeah, I mean, I, I just can't see the way Cleveland played last game. You know, I don't see them winning Game Seven in Boston if it gets to that point. Yeah. And I but definitely see, think that momentum's in Boston's side right now. Going oh, to of course it is. The way it's looking, it, it, it is. The thing is, it just depends upon do they want to close it out in Cleveland or it will it be extended to a game seven in, in Boston. Now, you're not a right. fool for thinking that Cleveland could have won this series before the series started because right. we have the known entities in LeBron James and what a, a good Kim and Love, a good J.R. Smith, a good Tristan Thompson, what they look like. Matter of fact, we had just saw it in the series prior. So we know right. what that looks like. The unknown right. was this Boston team. All you had is Al Horford, the lone all-star, and, and, and the rest of the youngins. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We, 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 had no, yeah. we had no idea of what they could do. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say it's the same. It wasn't the same Cavs team, and this surely isn't the same Celtics team. But we right. just watched Cleveland run through Boston in five games last year. Now, right. I guess Cleveland has less talent, but Boston on paper, just by namesake, considerably has less talent. But they're not playing like that. You know, they haven't mm-hmm. played like that throughout the entire playoffs. So, like I said, you weren't a fool for thinking that, but Boston has been playing up to the level of basketball that they've been playing for the majority of the season, along with the playoffs, and the the Cavaliers have faltered back to what we've seen them do, which is just not playing well consistently. And, yeah, the, the thing is, will they go back home and get embarrassed? 
or would they stretch it out and go back to Boston and, and they win it in game seven in Boston? That's what we're waiting for. Yeah, part of me thinks Cleveland will go to that last hurrah, but I I think they run out of gas. I think I really think Boston's I mean not Boston. I think Cleveland's running on, on empty. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, again, you just see the way LeBron. I mean, again, the stats would say otherwise, but he just looked—he just looked out of it. He just—he just looked gassed. And you know, I guess if you have to carry the other four, starting four, on on the night, like on a nightly basis, almost, I guess you'd be tired too. But keep in yeah. mind, this like like I mean, keep in mind, LeBron has played in all 82 regular season games this past season. Yeah. Yeah, he was facing criticism. He got tired of people saying, dude, you soft. Mike ain't never set out games. But my debate to that is Mike never played in more than uh, two Olympics, more than one Olympic in consecutive Olympics. Of course, he played in 84 and played again in 92. But LeBron played Mm -hmm. like three or four straight Olympics, along with going to finals in consecutive years. And it's right. a lot of basketball. I don't care who you are. That is a lot of basketball. Now, I get it, you know, uh, 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 what's your boy's name? I see his face. Skip Bayless always teases yeah. LeBron about not having help. And in the past, yes, I tease him as well because he was handpicking the guys that he was bringing. And, and it wasn't like these weren't, quote, unquote, talented guys. In the past, he didn't have enough help when he was in Miami. He didn't have enough help when he came back to Cleveland and 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 brought back Kevin Love or brought in Kevin Love, Kyle Culver, uh, D Rose, had J.R. Smith, had these guys who were talented guys, but for whatever reason just didn't play consistently. So back then it was easy to tease those guys and say, "Hey, bro, we ain't got enough help." Yeah, you do. You got a lot of help now. Yeah, Ronnie Hood was the guy that everyone was expecting to come. Come to uh, Cleveland and play Isn't well. That funny? He hasn't been playing at all. No. Larry Nance. No. Had a, had not go back in the game too, but whatever. Exactly. You know, so a lot of the guys that they picked up in the trade, uh, I expected more out of George Hill, who has a lot of playoff experience, hasn't right. been giving it to him. Yeah. You know. Right. So this team, yeah, these boys need some help. So I, I I can see if LeBron was who came out and said that now, okay, Bron Bron, you might need a little help. But before, yeah, that was a joke. That was a joke. And 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 and, and now I'm hoping, however the season ends, be it in this series or in the finals, he takes his time, uh, uh, assesses the situation, and makes the best decision for him. And basically, what we're facing is the end game for him. Because the next couple, this next contract might be his last, unless he does one of those two-year deals for two uh, two times. So mm-hmm. you know, just just get ready. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, we'll get to LeBron's future in like uh, in a minute, but give me your gut feeling. Tomorrow night, Boston mm-hmm. goes to Cleveland Game Six. Who do you think comes out of that? You go first. Gut feeling. Gut feeling. My gut feeling says uh, go with Cleveland because yep. they average about 19 more points per game on at home than they do on the road. So yep. without those 19 more points, they can sneak past uh, uh, Boston, especially if Boston is having one of those bad nights. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to play a little bit better at the crib. That's my expectation. Now. Yep. If they come out flat in that first quarter against Boston, and Boston, excuse me, does not, uh-oh. Because that's one of the things that, that's been haunting the Celtics in, 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 in Cleveland as well, is the fact that they get off to slow starts. If they're yeah. able to get off to a fast start, it might be problematic in Cleveland, and, and we might be gone fishing and whatever lake is, is, is close to Cleveland. Right. Right. You know, my my thing is I saw how Boston played in the second half of game four. They played a lot better on the road. They just squandered opportunities. 
Mm-hmm. And couple that with the fact that Cleveland looks gassed and doesn't look like they're going to get more, much more of their role players outside of Kevin Love and maybe on a good night, Kyle Korver. I think Boston reps this, this thing up tomorrow night. I, I, I really do. Um, like because, again, momentum's all on Boston's side. They're one game away from closing out. The, the one of the greatest players of all time, exercising the Cavaliers demon that doomed them for the past few seasons, especially last season when they gentlemen swept them out of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I just don't see. It. I think that tomorrow that will be will be LeBron's last game in the Cleveland Cavalier uniform. And mm-hmm. now that we're on the subject, I got him going to Philly next year. I'm just gonna come out and say it. He's, he's, if he stays East, which I don't see him going out West. I think he'll stay mm-hmm. He'll be a member of the new member of the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I find it interesting. I, I truly believe he's going out west, and I think he's going to L.A. And, and, and it's quite possibly that he goes out to uh, uh, the Lakers. I just find it hilarious that um, Stephen A. Smith said that, you know, he, 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 was, he will probably end up going out to L.A., Wanting that weight of that that Lakers lore on his shoulder, I don't know if he wants any more pressure on 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 placed upon his shoulders in terms of right. already having to fight the, the the Michael Jordan demon. Now you got to fight right. the, the 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 ghost that that live in 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 in, 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 in um I can't even remember the name of the arena right now. But out in L.A., you must be insane. There's no way. There's no way. And you got one of those ghosts in your front office that has to see you yeah. every day. Come on, man. That's a lot of pressure. You look up in the in the, in the rafters, you, you're basically seeing the sheets of those ghosts, the retired jerseys looking at you every night. Now, if he takes on that pressure, wow. I would be shocked. Yeah. But you know, I I I think he go. I don't, well, he can't go to the Clippers because that's almost as bad of a situation as as it is the Cleveland, as, if not worse. With the exception of the fact that he'll be going to, in my opinion, a better coach in Doc Rivers. But if he's looking to go someplace and, and win another ring, he can either be a mercenary and go to Houston, or he can end up in Philly. But of those two, right now, I I, I know Philly has the money. The thing is, will they be able to retain him and Joel Embiid? Well, they, they can sign them both to max deals. The thing is, will they? Will they got what the rest of their team look like? They got enough cap room to bring in one more superstar. Uh, they do. To your I, point. Yeah. You know, I just, I just want to know how the rest of that team is going to be made up if <clears> they <throat> sign both Embiid and and uh, LeBron to uh, to max deals. Interesting, interesting. Well, speaking of Houston, playing tonight, mm-hmm. and up five, and nearly mm. with less than two minutes left to go in the in the first half. This is a big game for Houston. And first of all, like right before I get into tonight's game, I want to say a quick mail culpa to, to the Rockets. They've okay. shown more than I thought that they they have more heart than I thought they had. I thought that they were going to turtle after losing game one, and just Crap the season. I mean, sorry. Crap the rest of the series away, because I mm-hmm. had Golden State in six. Looks like it's going to go at least seven. Well, no, it's not going to go at least seven yet, because you know if Golden State wins tonight, it's going to end in six. But mm-hmm. if Houston does win tonight, which I think they will, because they have momentum on their side. Uh, Golden State's missing Andre Iguodala, uh, the defensive stopper. Can mm-hmm. Clay Thompson's playing hurt, and you know, it, it, the door is open for Houston. It's right mm-hmm. there for Houston to take. The question is, will they take it? Will, will they take it? Because, I mean, they're not pulling away from Golden State as I thought they would, even though, you know, Golden State, they're all the champ, defending champs for a reason. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just, it's, this is huge for Houston. We, we, we said game one would be huge, huge for Houston, but they they lost that game, but the man should recover the title series. But if they lose this game tonight, they're going to be devastated heading into game six. 
I can guarantee you that. And Golden State, if they smell blood like this and if they, if they smash steel tonight's game in Houston, it's a wrap. Yeah. It's going to be open. Now, this is a series, you know, even before the, the season started, I knew that we would get to this point. I didn't see anyone else in the West having as much talent past Houston in order to, yeah. to meet up with Golden State in, uh, in the Western Conference Finals. I didn't think you would go past five. I really didn't. Um, and that's yeah. coming up until before the series even started. So when mm-hmm. they took game four in Oakland, I said, uh-oh, we, we just might have a series. And now that they're playing yep. like this, you know what? They, 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 they saw blood. And what's the quote from the Predator, the first Predator? If it bleeds, I can kill it. Yeah. They they drew blood. <laughs> and and, yeah. and with no evil dollar, and Clay Thompson is, is out there hurt, they smell blood. They think that they can kill it. Now the thing yep. is, how are they going to do it? Will it will it will, you know will this series go six? Will it go seven? Will, will, it, tonight, of course, is very pivotal, and it'll be very interesting to see how the rest of this game is played out. Yeah, man. Again, if this is huge for Houston. Houston worked all this way all, all season to get to a point where they get a game seven against Golden State on their home floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, they wanted to get the Golden State to a point where it was a best of three with home court advantage. The only question is, will are they going to are they going to take advantage of it tonight, or are they going to crap the bed? They so are again, if they crap away the, from they, taking advantage. Yeah, if the Rockets crap the it's a, it's a great game right now. They're actually slowing the game down. It's going to stay forty five forty one. It was mm. less than two minutes ago in the first half. Um, but if they crap the bed, like I said before. Golden State's probably going to get beat the hell out of them in game six because Houston's going, mm-hmm. to, going to be very, very devastated. But this is this is what the playoffs are all about, man. Both series, both series, uh, conference finals are exciting as hell. I didn't think it would be. I didn't think it would be so competitive. Uh, I, I thought we were going to get a Golden State v. Cleveland in the finals via kickwalks, but it's not the yeah. case. And Cleveland might not be there. Mm-hmm. So... Golden State, for that matter. So, this is this is very interesting. And, and and again, this you know, even though we had a feeling it'll come down between Golden State and Houston in the West, and Cleveland who and, and Boston in the East. It's been a very exciting playoffs, and you know that comes from 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 from, from the competitiveness of all the well of most of the teams, I should say. <laughs> and this, 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 this conference finals, man, both the East and the West, they haven't disappointed. So, thank God for that because otherwise the regular season would have been rendered moot. <laughs> Useless. Yeah. You know, if, if both were lopsided. But anyway, let's go from the NBA playoffs to hold on to your hats. The NHL playoffs. You know, look, before we, like, uh, like before we get into – the, oh, the wonderful story, that's the Vegas Golden Knights. I got to give your beloved Capitals props. They didn't crap the bed. They actually overachieved in the postseason. Who knew? Who knew? Who Ovechkin knew? Scoring a goal and being a factor in game seven in the playoff series. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? You know, and, and you know, uh, uh, and Washington getting themselves off the mat after blowing a two nothing series lead, going down three two, winning a a, a, um, a battle in Washington game six and beating the hell out of Tampa in game seven on the road. Who knew? Two back to back shutouts. Who? Yes. Knew? Who the hell knew? And now Alexander freaking Ovechkin. It's in the Stanley Cup Finals. I didn't jinx your, bo- jinx your boys after all. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I, I yeah. didn't do it. So, so it was how close, about though. that? I gotta, I gotta give you, I gotta give your boys props. How about that? 
Yeah, it, it's been a very interesting ride for the entire yeah. city. Um, I bet. I haven't seen the city buzz like this since 1991. Mm. Now, when the Caps made their last run for the, uh, for the Stanley Cup, I think that was 98-99, and I wasn't back in, living in the D.C. area yet. So, of course, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it from afar is completely different. But, yeah, this is the closest that to, to, to that last Super Bowl run to have the city at this buzzing like this about any sport team. Mm-hmm. It's been, it has been like this in a long time. So it, it's, it's great for the city, you know, especially for those who are, who are fans and diehard fans of all teams. Uh, 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 in this city because the weight of the failures from all those organizations, be it mm-hmm. what we've seen out of the Nats, the Skins, and the Wizards, along with what the Cats have had to go through over the past couple of years, all of that was was, was weighing on the Cats' shoulders and, and, and the fact that they were capable of shutting out the highest-scoring team this year and two consecutive playoff games was was beyond amazing. Mm. Mm. And that's the thing. You know, someone on Twitter I read last night said that that if if if, if Washington found a way to blow it last night, um, oh. that that Washington DC should disband all the sports franchises. Man. Because <laughs> they hadn't been there in a while. Uh, <laughs> Do you understand how sad of a, a Memorial Day weekend this would have been? So they oh, would have had, the fans would have had four days to sit and stew over that loss and talk about it. And you know, it's just weird because right now I'm so used to hearing talk about uh, upcoming o- well, about OTAs and upcoming training camp, and who's going to be fighting for the third-string running back position, and who's going to be in the rotation for the defensive line for the skins. Dude, I haven't heard any – I've heard very little NFL talk. The the, the trades of, of, what is it, Hattenberg for the Jets to Oakland, I didn't hear about that until, like, late yesterday. I was like, what, what is this? All I heard is catch, catch, catch. And yeah, man. And a negative at the same time because I'm not used to this. So, you know, as, you know, as a, as a fan base, it, it, well, you know, it's great for the city. But, man, it's ruining what's going on with my NFL stuff. Man, I actually got to do work to study what's going on in the NFL, man. I don't know how I feel about that. But, it's, it's just a very interesting story to have this Caps team and this fan base versus uh, 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 an expansion team in their first year and doing all of the remarkable things that the Vegas mm. Golden Knights have been capable of doing in 2017-2018. Yeah. It's been amazing. And speaking of the Golden Knights, man, what a story that franchise has been. I mean, oh. an expansion franchise kicked Kicking ass in the regular season, right? Yeah. And then just bull, just bulldozing their bum rushing their way through the postseason up until they met up with uh, Winnipeg and bum rushed them in five games. And you know, they, those guys have the those Vegas Knights. I mean, I mean, those those Knights have the look of a juggernaut, and they're an expansion team. Yeah. They're an expansion team. And that's so amazing to me. I mean, because I think, I mean, the the only team to have gotten this far in this expansion season in the major sports in this country are the St. Louis Blues of 1967, 66-67 mm. Blues. And they did not win it, but they got to the finals in the first year of existence. And, yeah, people are going to probably piss me off on – well, I mean, not piss me off, but annoy me on Twitter – but I say, well, what about the Chicago Fire at the Major League Soccer in 1998? They won the first season, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but here's the thing. No one gave a damn about soccer in 1998. <laughs> not in this country. We're, so we're not going to count them, okay? So on all intents and purposes, 
Vegas will be the first <laughs> to win <laughs> in the inaugural season if they pull off the feet. But let's just, I mean, but, man, there's so many stories around Vegas. I mean, remember that shooting that took place at that nightclub or that concert yeah. venue and uh-huh. how the team riled around that? And yeah. now you have this. Up to this, it's just been it's an amazing story, man. The, the Golden Knights, such an amazing story. I mean, and and I'm really, and I know to capture your squad, and I'm a big Alex Ovechkin fan, but I, but a big part of me wants to pull for these guys, for for the Golden Knights because it's just such a great story, and we're probably not going to see anything like this in sports again, not from an expansion team, not from an expansion team. Not unless the league does what the NHL decided, unless any other league decides to do what the NHL has done um, with with the Vegas Knights this past year in terms of how this team was built. Now, I kind of pointed it out last week, but this is an excerpt from from Wikipedia basically describing the draft process uh, this year. It says, because the NHL – wanted to ensure the competitive viability of any new team, the number of protected players allowed was lowered than the 2000 NHL expansion draft, which populated the Minnesota Wild and Columbus Blue Jackets, which means that, you know, there were more quality players exposed for the, uh, 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 for the biggest nights to draft. Now, it was a situation also given where if the uh, the Knights were to uh, draft a player that the original team didn't necessarily want to let go, they actually had the option to come up with an mm. agreement, a trade agreement uh, between the two teams so they can re- retain that player again. Now, of course, it's all pending on whether or not Vegas wanted to go through it or not. But you know, right. there were certain players – that um, that fell within that situation. It says, okay, here, uh, the Buffalo Sabres traded their six-round pick in uh, the right. 2017 draft in order to get back William Carrier. So you had situations where they either gave up additional players or picks in order to get back a player that Vegas drafted. And that's if Vegas was willing to give that player back and they thought that the assets that they would receive would be more beneficial. But, you know, they were capable of getting a lot of quality players. The thing is, I don't think anyone, well, no one thought that this team would mesh as quickly as they did. Mm-hmm. But they did. And like I said, man, they, they had a fantastic year. But there's so many subplots outside of the, the usual or the, the, the easily seen, which is, of course, you have a team in the Caps who, who haven't done it uh, coming from a city that hasn't won a, 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 a world championship in any of the four major sports dating back to 1991. Matter of fact, they haven't had 18 in a, a major championship game since then. And then you've got the first year expansion nights. Easy story, right? That's mm-hmm. a little bit deeper. Of course you have a player, and um, God, I can't remember what his name is, that's, that used to play with the Caps. Young talent actually used to play with the Cassis now with Vegas. But you also have George McPhee, the uh, general manager of, of Vegas, who was the former general manager of Washington. Mm. They went to the fire, mm. of course, probably with the second uh, 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 most popular athlete in, in the city of D.C. behind Ovechkin, maybe even ahead of Ovechkin, depending upon who you talk, talk to. And that will be, of course, Bryce Harper. He's from Vegas. And, of course, uh, he is a Vegas Golden Knights fan. So you know you're going to the see Illuminati. Him like I'm kidding. Exactly. So <laughs> get ready. Get ready. It's, it's a whole lot of storylines that's going to come out, man. This, it's going to be fun for me because I'm, I'm, of course, a Washingtonian. But I hope it's going to be as fun for sports fans outside to watch this go down. I think it will be. I think it will be a hell of a – I think it will be a lot of fun. I think it will be a hell of a series. I think it's going to get killer ratings uh, because Mm -hmm. of the teams involved, two major cities, you know, one 
like like uh, one one is a popular franchise from the East Coast, but a very popular player in Oveshkin. The other is a French, mm-hmm. a, an expansion franchise with a great story. Yeah, there are going to be people watching. NBC is going to have a raise bonanza on their hands. It's it's, it's going to be great. Well, be like, like before I move on, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this about the the Golden Knights. There's been a lot. There's been a lot of talk around quote unquote ex, experts of hockey, if you will. Mm-hmm. Say they say that this is bad for hockey because you got others. They like you have a team in the expansion, like like uh, in the Golden Knights who hadn't like I heard some people say like uh, put in the time or pay the dues. You know, other established franchises, you know, this makes the rest of them look bad. I'm like, just quit your bitching and just win. Exactly. <laughs> just just exactly. do what every other team that wins do. Like, sign the right players, draft wisely, don't make any stupid mistakes in the front office, have good luck when it comes to injuries, and just play the game. Shut yeah. the hell up and just play the game. That's all I ask. That's all. It's always gonna be that those one or two or three sticking them sticks in the mud that want to just muck it up for everybody else. It's ruining everybody else's fun. I, I just don't <laughs> get it. I just don't get it. But anyway, going like last but not least, going from the good to the very good to the downright ugly. <sighs> the NFL's anthem policy. I oh. have a lot to say about this, and I know that you have a lot to say about this. I mean, uh, the fact that it was a quote-unquote compromise. What comp- well, First of all, what compromise do you know of that where one party was not notified, if not reached out to in terms of getting this quote-unquote compromise? Only I mean, if you reach a compromise, you talk to the other side first, right? At least, some, some, I mean, at least somewhere during the... Uh, 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 like during the negotiation process, it was just so unilateral that the you know the owners, pretty much similar to what David Stern did when he suspended Ron Artest, Stephen Jackson, and Jermaine O'Neal for the brawl, and the like uh, like uh, like for the brawl in the palace way back when, when he said his quote, it was decided by one to nothing, me. <laughs> that, that, that that was David Stern's quote. So it seems that way when, the, like in the NFL, you know, I mean, gosh, where do I begin with this? Players being allowed to stay in the locker room, but if they come out on the field, they get their subject to a fine, um, you know, and, and and that's setting, you know, that's that's setting up for a lot of bad bad crap, man. It's like if you're the home team, you got players in the locker room protesting. And if they mm-hmm. come out on the field, guess what's going to happen? Boo! Boo! Yeah. And, you know, look, you know, I mean, well, first, let me throw it to you because I have a lot on my mind. I'm trying to, trying to decipher it all to make it make sense and be coherent and not just pass all over the place. But let me just get your thoughts real quick, and I'll follow up with more organized thoughts as you go through it because I don't want to have you sitting <laughs> on your hands while I'm trying to get my stuff together. That's fine because, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to be just as poetic will probably be a little bit more succinct, right? So uh-huh. We've got to the point right. now where I am so tired of talking about this entire thing, be it yes. the protest, you know, uh, 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 kneeling and, and the anthem and Colin Kaepernick and him not being signed, whether or not he's good, whether or not he's bad. All of that. I'm so drained from talking about all of this stuff that you know this this right here, a, a, a very simple fix, a very simple fix. You know what? Because you, you, you're losing viewers either way. You, you, you have people right. who are boy, who, who aren't watching games because the NFL is not respecting the boycotters, and then you have people who aren't watching games because the players aren't, quote-unquote, respecting the flag and the anthem. Right. So either way, the, the, the best way to do to get rid of this, just don't have – what did Alabama and Georgia do? Neither team came out for the anthem. Just do that. Just do yep. that and don't make a big deal about it. Don't show the anthem on TV. If they get, They're going to get booed either way. 
If they're on the right. field and they take a knee, they're going to get booed. You know, they raise their fist, they might get booed. If they don't come out, they might get booed. Either way, you express yourself, you're going to get booed. It is what it is, but once they start playing, it's going to be fine. They're going to forget about it, and the game's going to be the game. The, the, the boos are only going to last for so long. Uh, unless right. someone's just that petty, and they want to just carry it out for 16 weeks, I'm going to go ahead and keep paying my money to come to these days, right. to keep booing these dudes. What do you do? Okay, fine. That's on you. Waste your time. Waste yeah, your money. spend your money like an idiot. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and then the whole plan to to to, to penalize teams, now, I don't know what the, rule, the, the correct ruling is because I've heard two different things. I heard yeah. is either get penalized for players 15 yards or players kneeling or it's a 15-yard penalty for each player kneeling, which is dumb. And so what right. you're trying to tell me is if a certain amount of players kneel, you're going to assess 15 yards for each player? Dumb. Now what happens if yeah, I, I think what it is, is it's, it's, it's like as a team, but in the subject of fines too. But yeah. here's the thing. Uh, People don't uh-huh. realize they didn't – the teams have now always come out through the national anthem. This shit didn't really exactly. start until to, to about 10 or so years ago, if that much. If that long ago, yeah, that the teams. I mean, they didn't even forecast the national anthem on TV. They know when it will go. What happened? No hurt happened. Is they go for the pregame show to the uh-huh. pregame itself at the game. And then they cut yeah. the commercial break. Don't show the damned anthem and just come mm-hmm. back when both teams are on the field for kickoff. That's how exactly. they used to do it. That's how they used to do it. The only, and they and they still do it too. To, to, yeah, exactly. But the. And, this didn't really start until the NFL found a way to make money off the military. Let's just call yeah. it what it is. They they had this military appreciation thing. That's because they paid the NFL money to do so. That's why. Maybe in the yeah. effort of the of the armed forces trying to recruit potential soldiers, I don't know. But that's when it started, and that's when we had all these initiatives, and that's where all this stuff happened. This is what you call paid patriotism. That's yeah. what it is. Let's just be real. Let's just be real about it. And the fact of the matter is that players, and, and, and also, look, for those people out there who still think that this protest is about the flag, they're out of th- one of three things. They're out of slow as hell, they're either disingenuous, or they're racist as hell themselves. Because those players told these fans and the, and the owners and whoever the hell would listen several hundred thousand times. It's not about the flag. It's not disrespecting the flag. It's about protesting the policemen killing unarmed black and brown people. Yeah. And socioeconomic injustice as well. That's what they're protesting. That's what they're using their platform to bring the light, to shine a light on because you remember what what inspired Colin Kaepernick to do so, he had a a, a wave of police killer on on black and brown people. You still That's do. what happened, and they still exactly. we still got we still got it going on. It's still happening. I mean, who knows when my time is up? I mean, it's it's just still happening. And for those who twist and, and just to twist the words because they don't. Either they don't like the cause, or they don't give a damn about the cause. And if you and if you see the, where the NFL responded to Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Hispanic mm-hmm. Heritage Month, there's stuff that people could get behind because that's what they care about. Mm-hmm. They just don't care about if issues affecting minorities when it comes to this issue with uh, police brutality. And I just think that. Well, first of all, you know, the way the NFL lied about it, the PR department lied about it, saying that it was unanimous, and they rushed the story so much that the actual press clippings had typos in it. Uh, why they wanted to rush before Memorial Day weekend, I have no idea. Oh. But nevertheless, they made that claim that it was, quote, unquote, unanimous. Well, it just came out that Jed York, owner of the 49ers, abstained. As did yeah. Mark Davis of the Raiders. 
because they both thought I was wrong. Also, the owner of the interim owner of the Jets, uh, Woody Woody Johnson's brother, said that you know what? While he and I'm paraphrasing, while he would prefer to play the stand, if they want to protest, that's the right too. And if they get fined, he would pay their fines. So pretty much, that's three people, three owners mm-hmm. who are against it, and all intents and purposes. So we know that unanimous crap was a lie. It just, yeah. it just seems that the NFL is just being disingenuous, being desperate because, to me, they're afraid of us sitting president. I don't. I think they just they they didn't they were afraid of being tweeted at. And to me, they could have if they they could take a chap, chapter a page or two out for like from the NBA's book, and how to deal with a trolling president and how to make this this this, 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 this issue go forward, move forward with these players. And work hand by hand in hand with it. Could you imagine the love that these owners would get if they actually met with players, have a joint press conference, and saying this is wrong, like this being police brutality and, and social injustice against the poor people, social the poor social uh, economic people uh, people out there? Could you just imagine how powerful that press conference would be? Just imagine it for a minute. And don't yeah. you think those those thirty two owners probably one of the thirty two most influential people in the world, let alone this country, could the progress that could be made because they took a stand? I mean Robert Kraft's already on the record of wanting to be for criminal justice reform because of his friendship with Meek Mill. He's already yeah. on record of wanting to move that agenda forward. I mean, could you imagine a guy like him? And a few others like the Roonies, the the the, the Maras, the you know, uh, um, you know, the like the Ford family in in Detroit, you know, it, all those. Oh, could you imagine the progress that could be made, the potential that could be made because they would be in lockstep with each other. You don't have to agree with how they're protesting. You don't have to agree with the how as long as you understand and agree with the why. True. That's, that's, all is, I, that's all I care about because I know people who don't, who, who, who fit that category. A lot of people I know who yeah. agree with the why or down with the why but are very uncomfortable with the how. And to me, if you, as long as you agree with me with the why, we could talk about the how. Exactly. I mean, that's a, that's a conversation that needs to be had, to be frank. So I, I just think that the NFL squandered a huge opportunity. Just Huge because one. they're afraid of a trolling-ass president. Yeah. And see, you know what? It's, I, I, I find that to be hilarious. Like, I just find a lot of, I find the comedy in a lot of things that you can tell. But yeah, yeah. this is the same league who just last year, when Donald Trump came out and had words to say about them, you know, firing them. Like the bitches. Yep. Yeah. You know, what happened? Everybody came out and lockstep, came out, either the entire team melt or they came out locking on, right? Yeah. Once again, not at all as a defiant sign to Donald Trump. Now, if this is a move to show fear because of, of what may happen, it's hilarious to me that, that now they're afraid. So my thing is this, right? Once again, mm-hmm. we've had this conversation several times in terms of, you understand the why, but you don't like the how. All that means mm-hmm. is you change your how, which means is right. you have the ability not to come out. You probably can raise your fist. You could probably just go out there and, and lock arms. Do what the NBA does, because do you know we haven't heard anything about NBA players taking a knee? Not at all. Right. Because you know why? It's against the rules in the NBA for you to do so. But right. the NBA is all, are always looked at as being progressive and being very liberal. But not yeah, that partners liberal. with the players. Yeah, yes. Yes, they are. But you know what? True they part. also find ways to protest my favorite, which I said that the league should do, maybe not like this, but something similar to it, was when they all wore their warm-ups or wore warm-ups inside out or yeah. wore um, a black T-shirt over their warm-ups. Something very yeah. simple, 
something that they can do in the NFL. Come out with uh, some something as a sign of solidarity, a, a, a very visible sign of solidarity that can be done mm-hmm. between teams. Maybe a slight violation of, of the uniform rule, but nothing that's mm-hmm. so egregious that you know the, the, it, it interrupts play. Once again, black socks, black band, black gloves. Well, not black gloves. Everybody already wears black gloves. But whatever. Yeah, it is, that's a violation. Do, remember. <laughs> violation, yes. But you know what? Yeah. It's something that doesn't impede the game, and it's still a, a, a unified a symbol of, of solidarity where all of these players can still do it and it still be a symbol. Just, just find another how at this point. Because if they're trying to rob you of that, find another how. But, yeah, this yeah. whole the, – the lies behind it, man, and, and the, the, the deceit by both – Unanimous leads. decision? Really? And they didn't even take a formal yeah. vote. They were rushing exactly. this shit, man. They rushed it. That's why I'm like, this, this, is, this entire thing is, is just insane to me, man. And, and, and I understand – why people don't want to watch because of stuff like this, but you know, I, I'm, I, I, I have the ability to separate the game from this, but yeah. it's stuff like this, man, that 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 that's making it harder to do so. But I understand that, man. Sometimes Same everybody here. just has an idiot boss. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And we already know that this dude's a jerk. So it is what it is, man. I, I, I just, I just hope. And at some point, you like you said, something needs to be done. And 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 whether or not that happens in terms of once again, like you said, a, a sign of solidarity, you get all the owners yeah. to do something, or you get all the players together and to do something, or you get owners and players to do something, either as a collective or as each team, or maybe they do something like they they did in the sixties. I forget what that collective was. When all of the, uh, the the black players came together, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Ali, the they do what the they summit, do in yeah, their numbers. The mm-hmm. They know, definitely could. They definitely could. The, and it doesn't have to be is, just from football. It could be basketball exactly. players. It could be baseball players. It could be tennis hockey stars. Players. It could be hockey players too. They could. It, could, it doesn't have to be just football. Be it at, it, exactly. to be at the summit. But here's my thing, man. Look, you know, and I know people come at me, and I and actually we had conversations yesterday and early today, mm-hmm. and I addressed this in, like in the rain yesterday. I understand that the owners set aside eighty, I'm sorry, eighty nine million dollars to go towards social justice initiatives by players that, that like the Malcolm Jenkins of the world, or the Anquan Bowlers and the like, you know, the the uh, Chris Longs uh, and many other players like who are socially conscious. I get that. And I also get that, and I was told this also earlier today, I get that the NFL is a private entity, and Mm -hmm. and they view it as a business decision because they're losing viewers. And, you know, they're not wrong. But here's the thing. It's all about optics. The Mm -hmm. optics is being, well, first of all, you know, like like, like, uh, scratch that part for a minute. This could have gone away if they would have burned. The NFL is great at burying stuff. I mean, yes, they, they burned Spygate. They burned yeah. all other crap. And they were about to mm-hmm. burn what happened with Ray Rice until TMZ show, like, showed up with, uh, with the video. They're yeah. good at burying stuff if they wanted to. They could have buried mm-hmm. this. They could have handled it internally. They could have done whatever they needed to do. They, they proved that they proved me in the past that they can bury stuff. They could have buried this, and they could they, they could have moved forward without even thinking about it. With like with like whatever our troller in chief, as I call the president these days, our troller our, our troller in chief, um, you know, decides to tweet about to 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 try to do whatever the hell he's doing. But they, the NFL chose to unearth that Pandora's box again. They tried. They 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 chose to do this. And in doing so, they're only go- it's only going to get worse. They only got ridiculed all over the radio. And I'm sure there's mm-hmm. some sports radio stations, i.e. those on Mad Dog Radio on it, or Sirius XM, who agree with the decision and who would agree with Donald Trump. 
they they do have guys on the radio shows who are like that. That's just how it is. Same with Fox Sports Radio. At least one guy who I won't say his name uh, <laughs> who, who agrees with that. But the thing is, is they they could have gone. It's similar to when Donald Trump brought up brought up the SOB comment. Not many people yeah. were kneeling or protesting. That just made it worse. And you know what the irony mm-hmm. about the, the whole thing is? is what Art Rooney, which is disappointing here, of my, you know, he's, he's one of my favorite owners because he's almost my favorite team, the Steelers. He said that amongst the things that could be construed as disrespectful, locking arms, and, 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 and well, just, yeah, just locking arms and solidarity. Isn't that the same thing that they did when after Donald Trump came after it, the players and the owners yes, called the players SOBs? That's the, what they did in That's response exactly to Donald did. Trump. And now they're considering that a sign of disrespect. This is unbelievable. Oh, this yeah. is unbelievable. This this is yeah. unbelievable. I mean, I, I love football. I, I, I love the NFL. I've I, I watched the NFL games since I was seven, eight years old. And I'm about to be 45 in September. I love the game. I love the league. But, man, stuff like this is really making me, making it hard for me to stand by it. Yeah. It's really making me. It's really hard for me to because this is bull crap. <laughs> this is other bull crap. Again, I understand that there are private business entities that could do whatever the hell they want. I get that. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I I get the fact that they had an eighty-nine million dollar initiative for social justice with 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 with, with the players. I get that, even though they'll probably. Like strong, kind of like guilty into doing so, but nevertheless, I get that. But look, this is a country that's founded on many freedoms, and one of which is freedom of speech. And say similar to those other freedoms which you don't like, i.e., the Ku Klux Klan marching, i.e., Richard Spencer talking to different college campuses. You don't have to mm-hmm. like it. No one says you have to like it. But they're in their, they're protected by the First Amendment to make asses of themselves. <laughs> those, those folks. So if you're going to protect them, if you if you understand the First Amendment with those guys, you got got to do it with these players. I mean, these players aren't spitting on the flag. They're not burning the flag. They're not even stepping on the flag. They're kneeling. Uh-huh. This kneeling is a form, ultimate form of humility. You kneel when exactly. you pray. You know when you when you, like when you bow down to see a king. That's humility. That's not being. That's not disrespect. And look, I don't kneel. I don't kneel. We don't now teach our son to kneel. My wife puts her hand over her heart. I never put my hand over my heart, and I hadn't done so since since high school. Maybe that's my own little protest. I don't know. But that doesn't mean I look down on people who try to do do so. I respect that. That's the mm-hmm. First Amendment right, especially the cause that they're telling you why. And, and look, again, we we don't have to agree. We all don't have to agree on the how as long as we understand and agree on the why. And if, you, if we agree on the destination, I don't mind that we can take different paths to get there. We can talk about the exactly. different paths. That's what hopefully this whole thing can generate that type of conversation that needs to be had. So again, it's too bad. It's, 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 it's too bad. It's very disappointing that NFL chose this route, but I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm really not surprised, and that's the sad part. That's the saddest part about that. Yeah, and, and I'm right there with you. I am not surprised at all. Just starting to slowly become exasperated by the decisions that Roger Goodell makes and the optics he creates for those, the fans and, and, and those who are starting to to boycott the league. Uh, all of this is how, how it's starting to look, man, and, and, and how horrible it is. Man, it's just, it's insane. So, yeah. It is what it is, but it's the saying goes, it is what it is, but well said. But anyway, on that note, <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for the podcast, brother. Uh, please enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. I know we'll talk after this week. I know there's going to be a lot more talk about this 
the NFL stance on protests. So who knows? Maybe we have to bring it again next week, along with who's ever playing in the NBA Finals. So take a lot, homeboy. Uh, you do the same, boy. Have a good holiday. All right, peace out. That's my man, Dwayne Ash. Please check him out on Sleazy Radio here on Baltimore Radio every week, as well as his sports blog, the Yards at HBCU Sports. He raps about all things HBCU Sports. Well, that was a great podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it, too. But anywho, thank you all for tuning in. This is the Clown Hour. I'm Scott Burks. Please check me out on Twitter at ScottyB underscore 1906. Until then, good night. Peace out. Oh, six. And have a great Memorial Day weekend. Do not drink and drive. Peace.